welcome to the Coach Connections podcast today. We are here with our special guest, Jeremy Tobin, and we are going to be getting into some fun stuff. Uh, Jeremy attends uh, Penn State, and he's very connected with Thon and also knows a wealth of knowledge uh, about the Philadelphia Eagles and many other things. Jeremy is very talented and knowledgeable, and uh, I know that from talking to him during our times at NHS, quote-unquote, tutoring, which we will get into talking about today. So, uh, I'm so glad to have Jeremy on, and we want to thank our guest from last week, um, Maggie Tyndall. We want to thank her for coming on and sharing all her wealth of knowledge on the topics of, uh, especially the important topic of mental health and talking all about that, as well as her topics in Disney, uh, talking about that, and uh, in theater. So, uh, we want to get here today, and we want to welcome Jeremy to the show. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate you having me on. That was an amazing intro. Yes, yes. Amazing because we had to make it for you, Jeremy. Got to, got to make it special for you. So <laughs> yes, uh, let's just talk about it. So I got to know Jeremy at Father Judge High School. We were both uh, graduates of Father Judge, one year apart. I'm an 18, Jeremy's 19. So uh, we got to know each other during uh, NHS tutoring sessions. Um, so before we yeah. get into that, I want to know who is Jeremy Tobin for the fans out there, for all the podcast listeners. Just let us know. Who's Jeremy? So, um, my name is Jeremy. Um, I grew up in Parkwood, um, in Philadelphia, Northeast Philly. Um, and unlike a lot of kids who went to uh, Father Judge, I did not go to Catholic grade school. I went to public grade school. Um, and I really enjoyed playing sports growing up. I played every sport in the book. And then about like fourth or fifth grade, I played ice hockey. And um, I, that was my favorite sport, so I dropped everything else. And that's actually one of the main reasons I went to Judge, because uh, I loved their hockey team. I played on their middle school team. So that was one of the big reasons I actually went to Catholic High School, was because of ice hockey. Um, so, you know, it was definitely an, inter- an interesting transition going to Judge. Um, but I loved it. It was great four years. Uh, I met so many great people, like Paul. Um, and two of my roommates um, here at Penn State, I met a Father Judge. Um, so... Yeah, that's me. I'm a sophomore now at Penn State, uh, and it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's me. Yes, and you dropped some uh, knowledgeable bombs. Uh, we had a podcast the other week about some bombs dropping, but you dropped some bombs here today letting me know about the public grade school. So well, let me know about more about that. And, again, you say you went to Judge, and you said that you found Judge because of your ice hockey uh, love and passion for that. So. Uh, talk about, again, that transition there and then, you know, some of the other things that went on with the ice hockey team and all the fun stuff mm-hmm. with that. So if anyone knows Northeast Philadelphia, you've probably heard of St. Anselm's, which is in Parkwood. It's a Catholic grade school. Uh, my backyard is pretty much St. Anselm's, so, like, everyone's shocked that I didn't go there. Uh, my mom went there, and I don't know, I just didn't. I went to Stephen Decatur, which is on Academy Road, yeah, representing. <laughs> um, Shout out. <laughs> and... I loved it there. It was fun. I, a lot of, it was actually, it, the transition to Judge helped because, uh, quite a few people from Decatur, we all went to Judge together. So that really was helpful, um, especially early on at Judge. Um, and a lot of us were like, I'm a T and like homers are alphabetical. So I had like three people. We all were in the same homeroom, which really helped freshman year. Um, but so I, the transition, like it isn't as big as people think, I guess, for that reason. Um, but I guess the biggest thing was theology class. Like, yeah, that was new for me. Um, stuff like that. That was this, and like going to mass, like during school and stuff. That was different. But it wasn't bad. I enjoyed everything. Yeah, yeah. And shout out to uh, the theology teachers, Deacon Moser and uh, Mr. Dolan. They made uh, theology <laughs> pretty yeah. interesting for you coming in. You know, first couple of years. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. Like you said, the transition, like you said, makes so much sense when you see people coming from your grade school. I know that was always something that I uh, connected with. Like when I had a couple people coming from St. Dom's, I went to St. Dom's, uh, shout out to them. And I had, uh, you know, knew a couple of people there and they were at my lunch table. Then you branch out, but it's always great to come in with people you know there. And that was always good. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so how about the ice hockey team then? So you were on, were you on the ice hockey team at Judge too? So yeah, so I played middle school for Judge, um, and that's another reason the transition was easier. Actually, I didn't even think about that because a lot of us wanted to Judge, and I knew some of them already. Um, and then I played two years on on uh, the Judge hockey team, and then going into my junior year, I knew I had scoliosis, and I was also taking AP classes. So I just decided it would have been better for me to. So I stopped playing hockey and like going into my junior year, I decided to stop. And I mean, I miss it every day. Like it was so much fun. Every once in a while I'll go skating again, but like, you know, um, I just decided to stop and I miss it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You still uh, go to skate zone in the palace or do you, you, are you just going? To ice? <laughs> <laughs> the Philadelphia? I, used to, I used to live in the skate zone skate in Northeast zone. Philly. Yes. I used to go there all the time. Yeah, my cousins love the skate zones. Heard it's a great place, although I can't ice skate. I would fall right on my butt. I would fall right down. <laughs> slip myself. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, but, you know, I would watch you. Yeah, I know, right? I would watch you, though, Jeremy. I would watch you guys uh, out there battling on the ice and stuff like that. That's that's always a great scene. So, again, great to know that you were on ice hockey. We might come on, back with a question or two about that later. But So, okay. I want to know. So, you, we talked about your transition to Judge, but let's talk about your tra- transition to Penn State. So, what brought you to Penn State? Um, uh, how have you been there? What's going on uh, at Penn State? I've probably come up to Penn State, um, whether it's main campus or Hazleton, um, which is near the Poconos, um, or like Wilkesburg, it's near that area. Um, I've probably come up there since I was like seven or eight because I have two older cousins and like I basically went through the college experience with them because like that's how close my family is. We, we helped move them in, we went up to see them on the weekends, like all, all that type of thing. So I was at Penn State so many times. Like I, I, I knew the campus when I was like 13. Uh-huh. Like so. Yeah, I've been coming to football games because of that, stuff like that, and that, that'll tie into our conversation of Don later, but I will let that wait. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Like, you're doing my hosting duties. I love that. You'll be like, all right, let, let's get on this. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, because I always remember, like, when when I was uh, seeing, like, some of your Facebook posts or something like that, you love Penn State. Penn State is your home. And when we were talking and tutoring, you always mentioned some of the great Penn State players, including Miles Sanders, who the Eagles are able to get, and Saquon. Yeah. I know you love Saquon. <laughs> Saquon Barkley. So, yeah, so so you were, like, in Penn State, like, uh, as, like, a child. Like, you grew up in Penn State, so you knew that you were going to be a Nittany Lion when you were little? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Right. And uh, and you're like, your whole family's been there? So your whole family's pretty much? So yeah. actually, both my parents went to trade school, but like okay. all my cousins went there, so pretty much, yeah. Right, okay. And like, we're a really close family, so. Right. Essentially, like my, well, my most of my family's been there, yeah. Right, yeah, that's lucky. Always lucky when you have connections, you know. Um, when I went to school, you know, I was looking at Temple because my dad went to Temple and, you know, because I, I didn't really have connections either too much. But then I was just like, you know, I'll go to St. Joe's, which is apparently the arch enemy of <laughs> Temple. So, you know, sometimes you don't go off those connections. But, yeah, definitely you uh, right. you get to do that. And, I'm, of course, you know, going to the football games must have been something that brought you uh, joy as well and brought the clothes. Absolutely. It's, there's nothing like a Penn State football game right. at Beaver Stadium. 
Right. It's like hollow, like sacred hollow ground. That's yeah. what I call it. <laughs> so you go to, you got any dirt? You got any dirt in a jar? You save any dirt? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I was only on the field once. Okay. Okay. We got to make that twice, Jeremy. You got to, maybe they'll win or something next couple of years so you can get out there, you know? <laughs> I know. I'm waiting. Yeah. Fans are coming back, so maybe we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully. Yes, I know. So... Let's get into Thon. So you say the Thon topics. Let's talk about Thon. So again, when I met, when I saw you and, and we talked, we always, I always knew that you were like close with Penn State and you always were close with Thon. Now, when my thoughts on Thon, I, I didn't really know what Thon was, but all you see is these commercials with Jim Gardner on Channel 6. I would that Thon, or I know Father Judge had a Thon before, but so what have, what have your memories always been about Thon and just like what Penn State does with Thon? Well, I guess really quickly, for anyone who doesn't know, Son is a 46-hour dance marathon where you can't uh, sit down, um, like even like going to the bathroom, things like that. You can't sit down, um, and you and it raises money for um, kids with pediatric cancer. Um, and like this Son that just happened raised over 10.6 million dollars in a pandemic year, which is crazy. I know back in I think 2014 when one of my cousins danced in Son, um, it was the highest, which was like thir- over 13 million. So it's one of the greatest events that you could ever go to. It's just so inspiring and everyone comes together from all different backgrounds and we all have the same goal. And that's to one day dance in celebration that there is a cure. Um, but for, until then we dance to fight for that cure. Right. And that's, yeah, like I said, so, that's just amazing. Like, so you've been going to Thons for how long have you been? So my oldest cousin is about, she's in her early 30s now. Um, she danced in Thon, like the, she stood for 46 hours um, in 2009. And then that's when we all got all, like my whole family got introduced to Thon that year. Um, and ever since then, I've gone to a lot, many Thons. I think my sister has been to every Thon since 2009. So um, it's, if you've never been to Thon, it's hard to explain Thon without being there. It's kind of like, the whiteout game at Beaver Stadium. Everyone says you got to go there. And, like, people say, oh, yeah, but it's just, like, a football game when people are wearing white. But it's the atmosphere. That's how Thon is. The atmosphere of Thon is, like, no other. It's amazing. Right. So so were you around when uh, Father Judge had their Thon? I was, but I did not participate. Okay, okay. No, I, I was a... Uh... I was there, um, I, I don't know how much I participated in it, but I was there and I remember, like, I don't remember what Thon was at Penn State, but I knew I heard of it. So when we were at, just for like the listeners out there who might not know what Thon is, when we did our Thon at school, and I think St. Hubert's did this before too, or Nazareth or one of them, and uh, these high schools in the area, they did uh, like Thon where they had uh, people come and stay overnight and do like the dance marathon where they uh, have like the wheel up there and they're raising money and they're having people donate online and they're doing all this crazy dancing and fun and singing and I did some lip singing I did Taylor Swift uh, she's my favorite so I did that but so what do you guys do like at Thon so what is is that like similar to that where you, you just dance all night and party and stuff like that so in a typical Thon well actually before we get to this can I mention something that I forgot yeah um, so a thing that is important to know about Thon and Mini-Thon, which is like what Judge had, okay. they are all, the sole beneficiary is the Four Diamonds Foundation. Um, okay. And that is like in Penn State Hershey, Penn State Children's Hospital in Hershey, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, and like, I'm pretty, you can look me look this up, I'm pretty sure that no family has ever had to worry about a bill um, ever since Thon, like, has really p- taken off. Like, they, that's what that's what Thon does, like, because, um, in our weekly meetings for my sign committee, we talk about how, like, 
every like when no family wants to hear the words my child has cancer but the the first thing they think about is oh my gosh like what is going to happen and then the second thing is they think they usually think about is how am I going to pay for this and that's what that's what Son is trying to do is to eliminate those expenses so they can have the full experience trying to get their child um, healthy and just be with them and um, help them through this experience and not have to worry about financials. Um, and then what was your question? I forget. Oh, um, so what do you guys usually do at the THON? Do you like dance and what okay. happens with the money? Yeah. So because this THON is so large scale, it's definitely more than a mini THON. So for, I'll give an example. So my, there are, I think, 16 committees at, that make up THON, um, but there's also organizations. like It's, it's very big. A very big thing but so I'm on donor and alumni relations and we our job is to thank donors and like on a typical song that's in person we give tours of the Bryce Jordan Center where song is happening and we give tours and things like that but my sister um, before this year was on a committee so last year she was on a committee called dancer relations and when you're on dancer relations you are you and usually one other person or might be three I forget are assigned to a dancer and if you're confused, the dancer is just someone who's standing for 46 hours because you need to, and the dancer relations goal is to get the dancer that they're assigned with to like keep them going. Cause like when you're standing that long, like you're going to have low periods and like want to give up and like they'll get to know their dancer. They'll find out their favorite snacks. Um, they'll find out their favorite games and they'll pl- like, they'll, and they're all on shifts. Like when my sister did, she she lived across campus, and I lived right near where Thom was. So she stayed in my like dorm last year for about four hours from like one to three a.m. and had to go back to Bryce Jordan Center for her shift um, to help her dancer. So they and it's all to help keep them going. And it's not just dancing for forty six hours, like like dancing like the music. <laughs> all the music is always playing. There are so many. There's like too many events to talk about that happen in Thom. So. One of the really cool things that happens at Thon every year is called the line dance. Um, if you ever have a chance, look up the Penn State line dance. It's probably about a five-minute dance, maybe even more. And it's played roughly every hour, although another thing about Thon is they black out all the windows so the dancers don't know what time it is. They'll usually change the time because you don't want them to uh, still have 30 hours. So... Um, the line dance is usually played every hour, but sometimes they do it a little quicker, so they can't just say, this is the 12th line, line dance, so it's hour 12. But so the line dance is a dance that is made every year with relevant things from the past year. So like, um, I'm trying to think what was in this line dance. So like, for example, because it's my major, the SpaceX ro- rocket launched the first one on U.S. soil to the International Space Station. So part of the line dance was SpaceX rocket soar and that's like a it's kind of like a really peppy dance and it's meant and a lot of the dance moves in it are stretches because it helps the dancers stretch and like it'll be everything from arms to legs to squats whatever they do uh the line dance is a really cool thing to do but it's really hard to learn as well Mm. um so i definitely if you like stuff like this i definitely recommend looking up the penn state line dance and um, all different years, and it's all relevant to the years. So, like they'll have TikTok. Like this year, they had some TikTok dances in it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking right now, but if you look up the song 2021 line dance, you'll know what I mean. Like relevant things to the year. Um, it's amazing what the line dance does, and then they do other events because um, not to keep rambling on either, oh, but no. um, they do other events where they'll bring. Um, four Diamonds families, Tucson, and the little kids 
Um, a lot of dancers actually are or organizations. Like, so for example, Penn State Cheerleading is an organization through thought. So Penn State Cheerleading will be assigned a thon child and they get to know that child. They bring them up to campus. They hang out with them. So that'll sometimes happen during thon. And like, it's just to see the kids. Um, and I think this will put Thon a little bit in the perspective for some people. We do a family story every week for my committee. And I think most committees do this. Maybe all, I forget. But we do what's called a family story and you learn about a family um, whose child has cancer and you, they tell you their story essentially. And there, many of the ch children have said that Thon is bigger to them than Christmas. Like it, it's like they get so excited to go to Thon. And it is, when you hear stuff like that, it, it reassures like why you're doing this meeting that's two hours long, uh, nine like a two-hour meeting on Tuesday night, and it reassures, like, why am I here? And I want to help this family. So, yeah, that was my ramble. No, it was a great ramble because it was so informative. And like I said, I learned so much from that and about Thon and everything that goes on with it. Because like I said, I didn't know too much about it. Like you hear it, but you don't know too much about it. So, and you also mentioned you were on a Thon committee. So what do you do there? You said you listen to some of the stories and, and what else does, goes into all that with the Thon committee? So I'm, I can only speak for my committee, okay. but um, I'll just give... Uh, example like some committee there's like a finance committee so they'll they their job for son is to go through like the donation stuff like that there's a rules and regulations and this is i'm talking when i talk about this it's not covid son it's in-person regular right. son yeah. rules and regulations has to know all the rules of the bjc um because not everyone go can be on the floor at son like you may have like i was stuck in the stands because the floor is only so big you know what i mean and so many people want to get on so they have to the people at rules and regulations have to do that i'm in donor and alumni relations we thank donors um let's just say someone like you who doesn't go to penn state wanted to donate to thon you like donor regulations donor and alumni regulations would um, work with you and things like that that's what committees do committees all have like a purpose and then there's like organizations there's greek um organizations as well um all stuff like that that benefits on Right. Okay. So did you did you choose what committee you wanted to be on? Or they So the, like you have to apply and like okay. you can put your top three. Um I honestly forget if I put donor alumni relations, I'm not gonna lie. I just I know I put finance as one of them and I think donor alumni relations was the other one. It, it was just so long ago that I forget. But so in a, in our weekly two hour meeting we do so many things. We do icebreakers with each other just to loosen up the mood mm -hmm. and like stuff like that. And then we'll talk about like what's coming up. So like before fourth on weekend, we talk about what our jobs were like, because especially this year, there was a lot of unknown. We didn't know what our jobs were early in the year. Um, we didn't know what something was going to look like. Um, and like I said, we do things like family story. Um, it's just educating yourself and spending time with your committee. Um, and like I said, it's everyone from a different background fighting for the same thing. Which is makes it so special, right? Absolutely. Like I said, like you said, um, the uh, the cause, like you said, is for just so great. Like you want to find the cure one day, and we're all praying to find the cure, and just to do something like this of this magnitude. And like you said, uh, when Penn State like started, maybe they didn't imagine that the little thons would break out all around, but every little bit helps. And that grand thon that they have there is just like sim simply like awesome and and everything like that. So, but I was wondering though, when you said Absolutely. about the committees, uh. You didn't want to be on the dance committee? Because I saw that you're a good dancer uh, when you did the TikTok for the, one of the challenges. <laughs> oh, so dancing is not a committee. Dancing oh. is very That's like my sister danced. I, oh. Like, I honestly couldn't even tell you all of the, um, like, how to dance and stuff like that. It's very 
So, like, I could dance through my committee, but, it, like, there's no guarantee that you dance either. Like, you can dance through a committee, you can dance through an organization. So, like, um, for example, um, my roommate Justin, who went to judge, is in um, an organization, and they had, they send a dancer every year. So he wants to try to dance through his organization at some point, like, in the next two years. Um, but my, I think my sister did it through an organization as well. But there's some people who don't do it through anything, and they're called independents, and they have to raise money on their own with one other person and then if they get I think it's a lottery too um and they get picked so dancing is not as easy as um at least I think it is like I don't know <laughs> kind of confusing but um yeah like there's not like a dance committee it's like okay. I don't know it's really confusing like there was someone on my committee who danced oh. in this past on so um yeah it's it's interesting how it works at my sister would be the one who could probably tell you all about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also I saw you dancing when when you were on your Instagram page. You were raising money. I think it was a little. Uh, I think it was Bunsen, Bunsen burners. You you were doing challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's called our committee's called Bunsen burners because my captain's last name is Bunner. So every, oh. every every committee tries to name their like all the committee members try to name the committee after their captain, and that was the best thing we could think of. But we loved their Bunsen burners. That was yeah. good. Clever. Clever. But you were doing some good TikTok dances, and I'm sorry I burnt your tongue with that hot sauce, Jeremy. So I know. Not... Thank you so much for donating. <laughs> Big shout out to Paul for donating. Oh. <laughs> I, I love the hot sauce. It was great. Yeah, you know, I, I felt bad that I wanted to give you some milk, but hopefully the ice bucket challenge kind of, like, get your tongue wet. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, that was awesome. But you mentioned your sister, your sister uh, Mackenzie, right? Your sister, uh, she, she did a lot of things with that, too. And you said she was one of the leaders on Thon this year? She, she wasn't a leader. She was just a dancer, Dancing. which I guess you could consider them leaders. Um, but there was, she danced, and um, it's been her dream since she was, probably since 2009 when my cousin Steph danced. Like, I mean, she's this has like her, been her dream since I can remember. Like, it's meant so much to her. Once she got into Penn State, I'm like, okay, well, I, she's going to dance eventually. Like, it's just something that we knew was going to happen one way or another. And it did. And it was, I wish I could have been there. Because she, she didn't come up to Penn State. She stayed back home. But uh, it looked like it was so much fun there. She has a great support system with my family and her boyfriend's family. who all helped put, like, together an event that is as close to real fun as possible. Um, and it looked a lot of fun. Yes, yes. And congratulations to the whole Tobin family, you and Mackenzie, because you guys did so much work, I saw, to help uh, to help, help out this cause. And uh, you were the powerhouse, too. I, I, I know a lot of people that go to Penn State, but you guys, both of you guys were, like, working on it so hard and so diligently, like, so much passion to it. So that was really Thank awesome. You. Yes, absolutely. Actually, my, um, my sister just posted a TikTok about the other day, and it was just her standing for the 46 hours, and then it cuts right to her finally laying down after the 46 hours and I had like 500,000 views on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> it, like, it like blew up. Oh my God. It blew up. I couldn't so imagine. hopefully that's good exposure for song. Yes, right? I couldn't imagine like standing up for that long. Like I think I did it a couple of times. My legs would be uh, be like frozen, like so, like a rock. <laughs> Just be like, oh. Well, the good thing about her dancing was my two, my two cousins who went through it okay. were there with her. And like, oh, okay. So they, a thing about standing that long, you need to eat at a certain time, like every three hours, you need to stretch a lot. And like my cousins have that down like a science, like, cause they went through it. And like, like there was a time where they all quickly picked her up and like stretched her legs and like massaged her and everything. Like, cause that's what real fun would have been like. Uh -huh. um, so she definitely, um, my cousins were amazing that they were able to go to that. 
Right, absolutely. So that she had her own personal trainers then. Like, uh, they were, <laughs> they were going to tell yeah. her what to do. That's awesome. And all COVID compliant, of course, with masks and everything. Yes, and thank you for getting into the COVID part. So how was that different from this year to last year? And what did you do differently? What did your sister do differently? How did that all work? So I actually decided I did not, like, get involved with on my freshman year, which I regret every day. I kind of used my busy schedule as I don't – feel like I could dedicate my full time to Thon. And as soon as Thon Weekend came around my freshman year, I was like, this feels so weird that like I'm not involved in this. And I'm like, as soon as I felt that way, I knew like, I don't care how my schedule is next year, because I could have done it and I'm doing it no matter what. Um, so it's definitely different because um, I know just for my sister and other people, committees obviously meet in person um, and everything meets in person really. Um, but we all had to meet on Zoom. Mm -hmm. Only interaction I had with my committee in person was we went to laser tag um, one day, which is so much fun. Um, and then we actually just did it again right before Thon. Um, but there was very little in person. Um, and to be honest with you, I thought Thon was only going to raise like $7 million because of COVID. And when I saw that we raised $10.6 million, I was like, wow, through a pandemic, that's the great thing about Thon and Penn State. We, we just push through, man. Right. So, so um, oh. yeah. Oh, no. So were they, so were they uh, the dancers, like you said, your sister, or, and what were you doing, like, during those times of, like, the thon? So were they, like, in separate areas, like, courting off, or? So dancers had to dance, like, they, no one could be in the BJC, Bridge Jordan Center, which is where thon was. And you just had to, I, I believe you just kind of had to dance, like, wherever, like, COVID compliant, like, um, so I'm sure you know what the mummers are, right? Yes. Um, My sister's boyfriend is a mummer, um, in the aqua string band and they all have like the, where they practice the string band. Um, and they decided to let my sister use their entire studio for thon instead of like just using her bedroom. Cause like, think about it. If you see your bed, like people don't think about this, you see your bed and you've been up for 40 some hours. Like that's probably gonna be a temptation oh, yeah. but like she and it was a lot bigger of a space and they decked it all out me and my dad made a thon sign um and like um i could send some videos to paul if you would like to think um it was so much i wish like i said i wish i could have been there yes yes and that's awesome like and that's a great idea with the bed too because i know if i see a warm comfy bed and i've been standing up all this time i'm gonna jump so i'm gonna, exactly. gonna dive right in there exactly so, yeah but some dancers did that i'm sure yeah which I, I give them so much i give all the dancers just the utmost respect and especially this year just how they were able to push through um especially with covid it was really inspired right absolutely so uh before we get off the uh this thon segment uh so where can we donate the thon if we still like you because we can still donate right It'll just go yeah you can donate anytime the thon we can any bit helps you can go to donate.thon.org um and yeah yes and, Please, uh, anything else Yes, absolutely. And like I said, that's so awesome that what you and your family do for this great cause. And are you thinking about being a THON leader next year for your senior year? Or wait, no, I would love year, to dance. I would love to dance so much. But so real quick, organizations are usually just clubs here at Penn State. So like, I don't know if this is true, but like there's a cheese club at Penn State. They could have a THON part of their club. And like if if you are a THON, if you have a THON part of your club, um, for like a certain amount of years and you raise a certain amount of money, then you can send a dancer to Thon. 
the clubs that I'm in do not do that. They just don't have a sound part. So the only way I will have a chance to dance is if I do an independent, like I said earlier, where you have to physically raise the money yourself um, or do it through a committee. But um, So I plan on it. I'm not sure if I'll get it. But um, even if I don't, I'll still be so happy to just be a small part of Thon in any way that I can. Right, absolutely. And any way helps, and every part of the organization is a big part of the organization to get that money out there uh, for the research and that all that we need to do. So thank you so much for a great Thon segment. So let me get this. So we, yeah, so we are going to move on now to our segment on uh, just well, we talked about some sports. So before before that though, you mentioned a little like you dropped another little uh, bomb in there of news. You mentioned about your major. So what is your major again? And then ha- what is yeah? What is your major again? Space. My I am uh, my major at Penn State is aerospace engineering. <gasps> um, yeah. So I want to like. I'll have the option to pick either airplanes or rockets. It's not that simple, but that's essentially what it is. And of course, you know, I'm going to go rockets. Got to go rockets. <laughs> yes, that's awesome, Jeremy. Like I remember our, our chats at Judge, like uh, Mr. Fiaco's physics class and talking about all, <laughs> all our conversations. <laughs> Funny enough, he actually wrote me a letter of recommendation for a NASA internship. I asked him. Ooh. Yeah. And no, no one better yeah. than Mr. Fiaco. Shout out to him for listening. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mr. Fiaco. <laughs> Listen, to, that's a great thing. But that's awesome because um, with the space uh, launch happen, you know, I know how you were super excited for it. And you had to wait a little bit longer, too, because they had to cancel the one yeah. because of the rain. Yep. That's oh, usual, man. though. Usual, yeah. yeah. So you you don't get your hopes up for that anymore? Or do you wait? <laughs> no, I, my hopes were, I was, I was really pacing around my room. Oh, my goodness. Like, around the living room actually and when they cancel it like 30 minutes out i was like no <laughs> um, and people think you could just like launch again in an hour or like the next day but you can't it has to it's like a few days sometimes yeah i saw that it has to be like the perfect conditions right you have to get like no clouds something like so not to get real nerdy here no please do please part of it is because um I don't know if they can see me or not, but just yeah. imagine a globe, right? Like, imagine the Earth. Okay. And if we're in Florida, you want the International Space Station, you want to, you want the rocket to meet the International Space Station as close as possible. So, like, you don't use, you know, that's wasting fuel if you go across the globe, like, you know. So, um, but you don't, you don't launch when the ISS is right above you because by the time you get there, it'll be way past. So, you need to time when it'll get there, and then that base is where you launch. So, oh. yeah, not to get real nerdy but like that also plays a factor too along with the weather no that's not nerdy jeremy that's that's called money making because you're going to be the one making the money when you go do the launch and doing something that you love to do and uh just yeah, yeah and we just uh saw the uh, mars rover how about that how excited were you for that the uh the, i was stoked i was watching that live i i i actually have a sweatshirt over there that says occupy mars from ah. spacex oh my God. So I was re- i'm really excited i actually left a like get together with some of my talent committee members um we're there for a few hours and i'm like sorry guys i gotta go there's kind of like a big uh space thing going on there's a mar <laughs> there's a rover landing on mars and i went home and i watched it and i was so happy when it actually landed yes i i remember i turned on the tv uh when that happened and i saw the nasa people on the space station yeah! like that and stuff like that I was like, that's probably yeah. you jeremy now i know that you doing that too <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and they land on Mars. Yep. Yes. And hopefully we'll be up there one day. Maybe you'll be part of the crew that puts uh, the people on Mars, co- coordinating the mission. That, 
I hope so, man. Yeah. Hey, that'll be another podcast talking point. I'll give you another excuse to come back on the pod. Oh, my God. And that'll be exclusive. Like, I'll be like, oh, NASA engineer Jeremy Tobin coming on. Now I got my future. <laughs> I got some future things booked with you. So, yeah. Yeah, right. But, but, that's, so, but that's so great to get to know. And, yeah, so... Talking about from NASA till we move to things on Earth. So for us Earthlings, uh, talking <laughs> talking about uh, <laughs> some sports knowledge because I know that Jeremy, like you said, you love sports knowledge. So before we get into like the Philly sports, while you're up at Penn State, any hopes for Penn State football this year? What do you? Th- what's your outlook on them? Uh, obviously, this past year was really, really bad. Um, um, I think Penn State really does feed off the crowd more than people think, especially at Beaver Stadium. So I think it all kind of does depend on that as well. I think it'll be better regardless than last year, though. But I don't think Penn State ever has a great chance to go like far in like to the college football playoff until they get like a major quarterback recruit. Um, that's one thing that Coach James Franklin has not really gotten yet. Um, he always gets like three stars and maybe a fringe four star, but he has not gotten that like amazing like top two quarterback prospect. And until that happens, I think. We're, I mean, like, we're still a good team. I just don't – and every once in a while we'll get someone like Trace McSorley who is the three-star three, three star and, like, just outplays his rating completely and gives us a great chance. But I don't think you should be able to bank on that because we'll be a good team this year. I wouldn't expect anything crazy. But I'll still be there every game if I can. You better believe it. Oh, Front yeah. row, because I'm – a thing about Penn State football that not many people know, I'm in a club called Nittany Mill. And we camp out Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday – outside of Beaver Stadium on the concrete in a tent um, to get front row seats on the Saturday game day. <laughs> so you're right in the front row. You're like Black Friday out there saying, I'm getting that seat. I'm getting <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So do you tailgate and stuff out there too? Or, or is that your tailgate, the camping area? So at Nitty Hill is actually really cool. There's so, like we play, uh, it's called trash can football. Wow. Um, so like you just but imagine like two trash cans so far away from each other and it's two on two. They take turns trying to lob it into the trash can. Like, just yeah. we play games, we play wiffle ball, and then usually, like once a like once a game week, um, a, a position group from the team will come visit us. So, like, I remember the special teams came, and our kicker um, Jordan Stout just came up with two boxes of pizza and came right up to me. Hey, man, you want these? Wow, <laughs> kicker it's, pizza. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yes. And so you mentioned Trace McSorley, and I'm like, every time I hear him, he's like, throw it on a dime. You know, I thought that's what I think of the TikTok song. Yeah. Or Christian I love Hack- that song. Yeah. Or Christian Hackenberg. Uh, he went to the Jets, but he wasn't uh, that too uh, yeah, swell. He wasn't good, no. <laughs> but that's okay, you know. So what do you think of James Franklin? Do you like him as a coach? Because I hear, like, mixed opinions. I love James Franklin. Uh-huh. Um, I think he gets unnecessary hate. Um. Yeah, like I think we'd be worse off. Like, because the thing that people don't think about is when they say fire James Franklin, who are we going to hire? Who's better than him? Mm-hmm. I think he's a great coach. Um, he's led us to a Big Ten championship, something Jim Harbaugh can't say for Michigan. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and we we got robbed of the playoff that year. Um, we should have went to the playoffs. That would have been another thing on his resume. I don't, I don't see why people don't like him. And uh, I think last year with so many factors, I'm not saying James Franklin like perfect or great. Um, the team is not good last year. We got a new offensive coordinator this year. Um, anyone who thinks James Franklin needs to go, I disagree strongly. Yeah, coming at Jim Harbaugh's neck there, I see. <laughs> yeah. When we, when, when we played Michigan two years ago in the whiteout, he was the biggest crybaby I've ever uh-huh. seen in my life um, on the sidelines. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I'm glad he's not in the NFL no more. He was uh, he's emotional, but to an extent, he's over emotional. So I take his brother. Yeah. I'll take John. <laughs> but uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. But um, yeah. So so uh, yeah, James Franklin. But unless you guys want Bill O'Brien back, I mean, he's out there on the street. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> I'll take a hard pass on that one. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh my God. So yeah. So now I'm gonna go back with my Penn State knowledge, knowing that Jeremy says James Franklin should stay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy that. Now I know. So I got the insider uh, insight there. So. Yeah. So let's get to some big points here, talking about the Philadelphia Eagles. So I've been waiting for this for a long time, Jeremy. Tell me your thoughts on Carson Wentz. Now, this I want your thoughts before he got traded, okay? Because I know that he got traded now, but before he got traded, what were your thoughts on and him and the whole thing with Carson Wentz? Where do I start? <laughs> this is such a thing to unpack. So, like, I remember before this season, me and my roommate Justin, we lost, like, I don't know if we lost our first game. I, it was, I think we lost our first game this season. Yeah, I remember saying to Justin, what if we went like 3-13? and 13? Wouldn't Doug, do you think Doug Peterson would get fired? And he's like, no shot, no shot, <laughs> Doug Peterson would get fired. Not, not at all. He's too good of a coach. It would just be a bad year. And then I remember each week would go by. And then we would just keep losing and not playing well. And then like, oh my gosh, Doug Peterson got fired. Um, I don't know if he really wanted to be here towards the end, to be honest with you. Uh, that's I don't know, but... I could see both sides of the argument to bring him back for this year, uh, but we also don't know what happened in that fateful meeting with Jeffrey Lurie um, right before he got fired, so we'll never know. But so to Carson Wentz, I was I have never hopped off the Carson Wentz bandwagon in my life, like since we got him. Ever since we got him, I was on the Wentz wagon, um, and it didn't help because my entire family was on the keep Nick Foles, trade Carson Wentz. Um, they were on that wagon um, once the Super Bowl happened and everything and his injury um, so I stuck up for Carson Wentz like you can't believe <laughs> I I never left and I thought we saw he was a good quarterback and I don't think he had the greatest supporting cast this past year especially like at, uh, the wide receivers just sucked this year um, Jalen Rager was not good I don't think. I mean, he's still young, but he was not good enough last year. Uh, Greg Ward's good, but I mean, if Greg Ward's your best receiver, and I don't even want to talk about Alshon Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> I, when I think Alshon Jeffrey, I just think it was amazing Super Bowl catch. Oh, amazing. I'll forever be thankful for that. So, whatever happened after that, you know, whatever. Um, but Carson Wentz, I thought, like, I, I don't know. I. I remember thinking, like, before he was traded, like, I don't know if we should keep him or not because, like, it just seems like he does not want to be here. Because, like, he is, if he, all those rumors that came out about him, he could have just put an end to them by coming out quickly and saying this isn't true, but he didn't. Like, he didn't say that he didn't want to be traded. So, I didn't, I was kind of on the fence after, like, once it started getting closer, closer after the season. And then he got traded, and, like, I mean, I think in Indianapolis he has a good chance to become an MVP. Maybe not if it's not this year, like because like you have to get readjusted to Frank Reich and everything. But I don't. I think the talent's there, man. I do. I just think. I think it's partly like what I said with Doug Peterson. I just don't know if he wanted to be here, man. Like, um, and it, like you know, there's questions about how he was in the locker room. Again, I don't know how we can like comment on that because like we aren't there. How am I going to trust what like? John Clark said, I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, I like my man John Clark, but, yeah, you know, John he's the Clark. airport guy. He's the airport <laughs> guy, but... <laughs> um, 
don't know, like, it's just, I just can't believe what happened this year with the Eagles, man. And I think, and I think people who think this year, this upcoming year is going to be good, I just think it's going to be a terrible year again. Like, no matter who, no matter who is a quarterback, whether it's Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts, I saw a mantra if we got Mac Jones at number six. Oh, are you no. kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? Whoever, I don't know what I'd do if that happened. I remember being mad at the Jalen Hurts pick. I don't know <laughs> what I'd be if this pick happened. Um, but, um, sorry about that. But, um, like, it's just going to be a bad year anyway. And I think with Nick Sirianni, I don't think you can judge him too much for this like upcoming year. I think it's the year after that things need to start seeing improvement and stuff like that because we're just too we're in too bad of a cap situation right now especially with the dead money from Wentz so I was also kind of sad like at the return for Wentz like you know like a conditional no doubt Indianapolis will, will get to like 68% of his snaps and they'll be in a playoff position and they'll bench him <laughs> for the rest of the year <laughs> just so they don't oh, give a first round pick I, I have nightmares about that mm. but yeah I mean I don't know, man. It's just, I can't believe what happened. This couldn't have been a worse year for the Philadelphia Eagles. It really no. couldn't have been. No. And, Jeremy, I knew it was going to be bad when we tied to the Bengals. When you tied to the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That's what I started saying, Justin. Like, are you sure this man can't be fired, Doug Peterson? Like, we just tied the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals. It was funny because I, it all started with that game for me. That was when, because I knew the Washington game, I was like, all right, it was a bad game. And the Rams was like, okay, maybe the Rams are pretty good. Then I was like, all right, the Bengals, we're going to win this one. To, it's a cake. It's a get us a back on track game. We're at home. Joe Burrow, he's a rookie, but, you know, he's a rookie. So we're just getting back in there. Joe, everything happens um, and with the Bengals game, and then Carson Wentz plays awful. But then at the end, he tries to come back and try to look like he's playing hero. I don't, I don't know. And then he tries to do some trash touchdowns, and then you know, it just, I was just like, ah, I don't know. So that's when I knew things were gonna be bad. But yeah. but shout out to Justin, uh, Justin, Bav. he he uh, <laughs> he called it right because I didn't think just I didn't think Doug had no chance of being fired either after the end of this year. But if he wanted to keep those staff members, which is reported, uh, he wanted to keep Press Taylor and all of them, and he didn't want to. Make make any changes then sorry i mean i love you doug but like <laughs> we needed something i know i'll tell you i'll never forget it was like week two justin is like doug peterson will not be fired calm down and he was yeah and he I, me and justin were shell shocked like at the season oh yeah. we, we always watch the eagles games together yeah like you just can't believe it man yeah, how, if I would have told you that in September everything would be fired and we're looking at Jalen, <laughs> we're just looking at an empty quarterback room and everybody's getting cut, <laughs> Nick Sirianni's the yeah. head Think about it, man. The statue outside of the link, neither of them are here. That's crazy. That's like nuts. Doug man. and Nick. Yeah. Gone. Gone. And Carson Wentz, all those pictures of Carson Wentz everywhere around the city. <laughs> yeah, gone. 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 But, but like I said, towards the end, like... Uh, you know, I, he looked Carson Wentz on the sidelines like he was always supportive and stuff like that. And I said this before on other pods, like he looks supportive on the sidelines. He has the outward persona of being a great person, you know, with all he does with the community and all he does with the charity work and uh, his his organizations and AO One and everything like that. 
But it just seems like that's not the guy who he is as a player, which we know if you can be competitive and stuff like that and, and everything else, but it, there's also like different, like if you're not relatable with players or you don't want to get to know players, like you mentioned Mac Jones, like, you know, because I saw that mock draft, I was looking at Mac Jones to be like, oh my God, this guy is just a statue quarterback. Like, I don't want him, but he is like a really nice guy. It seems like he relates well with like anybody he comes into contact with, which it seems like Carson just might not have. And that's, that's like fine to have that like personality but as a quarterback and if you're going to be like you know a little arrogant too like Aaron Rodgers then that turns people off and, and like you said it just seemed like he didn't want to be there at the end it really just didn't and I just feel like if you don't want to be here then you know time to go you know exactly <laughs> it, it was nice yeah like, I can't believe I, I said that either because like I said I was never off the Wentz wagon right like even at the beginning of this year like I still stuck up for him but like you can only stick up for him so much without daddy played like you said like Aaron Rodgers is arrogant because he can back it up mm-hmm. like, yeah he can he and who are his receivers other than Devontae Adams? Any like you know what I mean? Like like he got he's thrown to like trees over there. Right. In Green Bay. Yeah. And but he backs it up. You're right. Absolutely. Like and <laughs> throwing the trees, I love, love that. <laughs> they said Carson was doing that in 2019, though. I want I wonder your thoughts on this because I I always ask people like this. Everybody always says like he he had the practice squad on his back. True, but they were games against like the Giants, a terrible Giants team, a terrible Washington team, and a terrible um you know I forget who the other one was. Was it what? Is it Dallas? Dallas, yeah. Um, it was yeah, 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 Dallas. Um it was it was all like bad NFC East teams and yes, he did with the practice squad, but they were all close games. And it just seems like there's a lot of like I don't know, there's there's just a lot of stuff that goes into it. Yeah. What do you think? I do that? think he's a little overpraised for those last four games, but I don't think he deserves like I still think he deserves like a really like large amount of credit for like pulling us to the playoffs that year, like just like, you can call him lucky, you can call him every, mm-hmm. it still happened. Like, you know, but he definitely does get a little overcredited, not so, but I don't think he should be bashed like Max Kellerman does over there on first take. Huh. He hates Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah, I don't, no. yeah, I don't do, hate Carson Wentz like that, because, like I said, like with you, like, you were on the Carson Wentz bandwagon, this is what happened with me, so I was always on the Carson Wentz bandwagon, loved him when he got drafted, I wanted him, I didn't want Jared Goff, I'm like, please get Carson, we got Carson, and then we moved on, and I love Carson, like I said, and I wanted them to keep Carson over Nick, I love Nick Foles, he's really my, Nick Foles is my favorite athlete, just as a person, and just like, as an athlete, like, he doesn't play... <laughs> like the best athlete but he's he's uh he's one of my favorite like people and stuff like that but I wanted them to keep Carson and I was always on Carson supporting him like and I was on everybody's back when they said he pulled them out of the, the 19 with the practice squad on his back and I was on that I'm like all right here 2020 is the year and then all this stuff happened Alshon Jeffrey's comments with Josina Anderson his little leaker <laughs> His leaker lady, uh, she <laughs> comes yeah. out with the comments, and and I don't know. I just turned on me and the city, and and I, I'm ready to to roll with something new. And even if Doug's gone, like I said, it's it's nice to start something fresh. Like, what do you think about that? Like starting fresh. Like, you think the unknown is fun? I think like that's why. Like, I don't have a problem with Matt Jones as player at all, but like, I think you need to let Jalen Hurts see how he does this year. And like, I know I said this year will be bad, but like, right. if he shows good enough promise, like then maybe you can keep Jalen Hurts. Like, he's definitely a really hard worker. You can see it on his Instagram and stuff like that. Like, he definitely puts the time in to become great. It's just, can you do it type of thing. So, like, I think how he, like, drafting another quarterback to add to the quarterback factory would be so dumb. Think about it. What was the biggest problem with the Eagles this past year? There was so much, like, quarterback controversy and stuff like that. 
So why would you want to go back to that by drafting another quarterback? Because, like, I, I don't know if you saw the report, like, a few weeks ago, the Eagles don't plan on giving him, like, making him the starter. They want it to be a quarterback competition. Like, that, like that's what you just got out of. So why do you want to go back into another quarterback thing with whoever it is, whether you draft someone or you sign someone like Marcus Mariota? Oh, like, well, no. Just, Please, like, no. <laughs> Please no. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I saw the Marcus Mariota one. I, that doesn't make any sense. That literally doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The funny thing is, Justin used to love Marcus Mariota, so he wants to see him come become an eagle. Was he yeah. a chip guy? Was he a chip guy? Um, I don't know. He, like when freshman year started, he always thought he was like a top fifteen-ish quarterback, and I said that's, that's crazy. crazy. And then yeah. he did admit he was wrong. I'll get. Okay. I'll give Justin okay. his credit. Thank you. He admitted Justin. he was wrong after that year. <laughs> Because that was an awful year for Marcus Mariota, but I just do not want that person on my team. Yeah, I don't want I don't want Marcus Mariota here either. Like, even if we draft a rookie or don't draft a rookie, I just don't see the logic behind that one. I just I just felt that was that has to be like something wrong. Like it's something that somebody else is putting out there, or Washington or something. Because Washington can get him. Go ahead, Washington, get a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Or something like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, dr- drafting a quarterback though. I again, I told the talk this on this on the other pods, but I want to see what your thoughts are. So I have like a little scenario laid out for you uh, with drafting a okay. quarterback. Okay, so think about this, right? So Jalen Hurts, like you said, his Instagram has become that's become my motivation. When I need motivation, I just look at Jalen Hurts' Instagram <laughs> because oh my god, this man is just like awesome. Like I love Jalen Hurts, but let's see this, right? So if we get Jalen Hurts the starting position, and let's say we sign Jacoby Brissett as the backup, right? He knows the offense, okay. so we sign that, and then we go into the season. Jalen Hurts the starter. Now there's three possibilities he could go from this. He could play mediocre where he goes like you know doesn't do that well like seven and nine eight and eight or something like that six and ten he's like all right he's all right but he's like i have a little bit below Dak prescott let's say so or our Dak prescott level because he's mediocre but anyway (laughs) so but anyway so that's one that's one way or he could play like really well and then we have our quarterback or he could play really bad and we have to go draft somebody so let's say he plays mediocre which is probably most likely like I don't know. I mean, the other one might be most likely the way Jalen Hurts works, but let's just say he plays mediocre. So he plays mediocre. We get like the, I don't know, let's say 15th or 17th pick in the draft. We got that first round pick next year, hopefully. So we got that first round pick next year. So that one, but let's say that's in the 20s because the Colts are going to draft in the first round. So that would be two first round picks, but one's at 15, one's at like 20, let's say four. But we can't if we want to package those and move up. If Jalen's like mediocre and we want to move up for a quarterback, I don't know if that's enough to get up to like two or three to get to the top ten. So that means we would have to like go and wait to like get into well maybe like the tens, but not like up in the top five. So we wouldn't get like the top quarterback. We probably get like one of these other ones. Whereas in this year's draft, we don't know about Jalen Hurts yet, and we're still like holding out hope. But if we see a guy like, say, Justin Fields, please not Mac Jones, although I love him as a person, please not Mac Jones, or Justin Fields or, or, or a North Dakota State quarterback, Trey <laughs> But if they like them, if they take them this year, then they have that already done. They have that like spot like taken, and you have two quarterbacks, and one of them you could trade if Jalen works out, or if Jalen doesn't work out, you have that other quarterback, and you don't have to get them or move up next year, you can stay put and don't have to do anything. So what do you think about those two scenarios? What do you, what do you think? What are your thoughts? So here's my here's my thoughts. Okay. When was Patrick Mahomes picked? Do you remember? Ooh, was that like, wasn't that pick 10? Was it pick 10? Or, yeah, yeah, that was, was pick, pick 10. 10. Okay. So 
moving up doesn't always have to be for, like you said, like we might not get into, we could get into the top 10, but not the top five. If there's someone there, I mean, I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but like it can happen. Just say, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like Justin Fields enough. Maybe it's because he went to Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. Um, but see, here's the issue with Ohio State quarterbacks: they have the best offensive line, the best receivers, best run, like best run game. Like that's the only thing that scares me with the Ohio State quarterback. Mm-hmm. He usually his first read is always wide open. Right. You know what I mean? So he doesn't always have like the like um, skills like progress through his reads and stuff like that. So that's the only thing that scares me about Justin Fields. Um, don't even get me started on Trey Lance. I don't want Trey Lance. I'd rather have Matt Jones. You Matt Jones? <laughs> I just don't like Trey Lance. I don't know. Okay. And the similarities to Carson, same school. I don't know. We seem to get away from a bison. Is that what's turning you um, off, the bison factor? Or, or is it or is it, you, is it play or something like that? So I, I haven't watched him play. Okay. Honestly, okay. I, don't, I can't really comment on his game. Okay. Uh, probably the Bison thing. Okay. But I, I don't know. After Trevor Lawrence, I just like I just don't think there's an extremely sure thing right. at quarterback this year. I don't know. Um, I could we could be wrong. I don't know. But hey, like how he said, he doesn't want to miss another Russell Wilson. Oh my he god! Did say. He did say that. He did. He, he said I'm not doing. But but also like with that too. Glad you said that because. What if what if they they could have viewed Jalen Hurts either in two ways? One, they viewed him as like the Russell Wilson, or two, they viewed him as like the backup to Carson Wentz. That this is going to be a cheap guy and going to be a starter. So if they viewed him like that, and they see that they have an opportunity to take a quarterback, or maybe who knows? Maybe they'll they'll uh, surprise us all and take Kyle Pitts. The t- <laughs> oh no! A tight end. There are too many scenarios that can make this six pick go wrong, and oh I just God. feel like one of them is going to happen. I'm like, oh, something's gonna happen. We we already know that something crazy is gonna happen. Like, I just don't see them sitting there and taking Jamar Chase. I can't, I can't see it happen. It's I, too logical. I don't think he's gonna be there. To tell you the truth, I yeah. wish he is. I don't think he's gonna be there. But see, there's one silver lining about the draft. The sixth pick is very like we'll get there within an hour, and then no matter yeah. whatever happens, it's over. Forget it. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. We do. Well. Like we don't gotta wait till like. 
work out even better than not getting CeeDee Lamb. So what was your reaction to the Jalen Hurts pick? So, you know how, like, Twitter's the no-fun zone, and right. they, they were Adam Schefter, and then we're spoiling the pick, like, yeah, a right. minute or two before. I went on there, and I saw, I think it was Adam Schefter, the Philadelphia Eagles are taking Jalen Hurts. And I remember just thinking, like, okay, come on. It's like, fake. Come on. Fake Adam Schefter. It was a... Or it was like the next pick after, and it was a delay. Yeah. And then it went on, like, the Philadelphia Eagles um, are going to draft Jalen Hurts. And I just remember sitting there, like, contemplating, like, <laughs> I don't want to say life, but, like, just like, <laughs> like I, I, felt, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. Like, this can't be happening. This is, like, that was one of the worst drafts ever. Oh, my God. Jeremy, I wanted to be in the room where you just, like, sit down and take a breather. Like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? Like, oh my I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. Oh my god. My my draft memories from that year. I remember when CD Lamb was coming. I was like, oh my god, he's coming. Up. He's he's gonna reach us. Jerry Judy was just taken by them. I said, we're only a couple picks away. Trade up with the Falcons. Trade up with the Falcons. We're there. Don't let the Cowboys get the Cowboys get him. I remember being depressed that whole night and just like looking I was like so sad. Like what is going? On? I was just like you. Like I want to see. I was like, oh, he's not gonna fall. Like Henry Ruggs like went. And I was like, oh my god, wait, CD Lamb's falling. <laughs> What's going on? And then Dallas is taking yeah. Like and I was like, all right, well at least we got Justin Jefferson. Yeah. No, no, we don't. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I I do have to admit I did not want Justin Jefferson either because okay. I thought he was only gonna be good in the slot. And I I admit I was so wrong about that. But it's like I can't give him like crap for not drafting him. Right. But Jalen Rager. Oh my god. Yeah. Draft a linebacker, which hey, Micah Parsons, number uh, six, could be from Penn State. Although uh, I don't think that's gonna happen. No, I think people will be pissed at that. Yeah, Nittany bias. Well, if we trade back, then maybe we can get him at number nine because uh, we got a new defensive coordinator, so maybe they value linebackers now. But you know, I, I don't know. But, but that was uh, that was depressing. And like you, no, like you, Justin Jefferson. I didn't really want him either because I thought he was like you know slot receiver, like you said too. But then, um, but then I didn't know their Jalen Rager was in the first round discussions because he was like a second round pick on some people's boards. Well, you know, we didn't do what Green Bay did, which was draft a quarterback in the first round. We we waited on that at least, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that was, uh, and then when Jalen Hurts got picked, all I could, all I remember was screaming, "What? What? What?" I just said, "What?" for like thirty minutes, just looking around, like trying to think in my mind, what was the logic behind this? I usually know oh, yeah. like logic or make it up. Yeah, oh, there's no point in thinking what's logic because there was no logic. There was no logic. <laughs> there was. It was just eeny weeny miny mouse. Yeah, the stupidest thing I heard was ta- he's ta- the next Taysom Hill, and that's why they took him. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing. I was like, nope, yeah, that's, that's wait, not it. Let's spend a second round pick on Taysom Hill. Yeah, let's get that Swiss Army knife. That's so valuable in this league now. No, it's not. So, but thank you for that. And what is your outlook on Miles Sanders uh, this upcoming year? Uh, Penn State. Fun Miami. fact? Yes. Fun fact about Miles Sanders. For Christmas, my girlfriend got me Miles Sanders signed Penn State football. <gasps> Ooh, lucky. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't have it with me. It's still at my house because I don't want to bring that, like, prized possession. <laughs> yeah. No, I can imagine. To college, but. Every time but you yeah, go. I love Miles Sanders. I I wish he would stay a little bit quieter in the media than he is. Ooh, <laughs> sometimes yeah. he, like, puts, sometimes he puts cryptic things on Instagram, <laughs> like, about, like, things. I mean, come on, Miles. Just, but I love Miles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate when he's compared to Saquon Barkley. It yeah. bothers me so much. I guess knowing like a lot about Penn State football, like every time someone talks to him, like it inter- interviews him, 
what was it like sitting behind Saquon Barkley? Like, that question's got to be awful. And even Saquon hates when Miles gets asked that. Like, he's his own player. He's amazing in his own way. Yeah. I love him. He had like, I feel like he had, like, four 80-yard runs. Yeah, he just breaks them, he, he killed it. And, it. and, you know, he'd be a lot better if they gave him the ball. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That, you know that 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 would help. Yeah, absolutely. Now, to me, he reminds me of uh, Alvin Kamara because he's like so speedy, like can catch the ball. That's who his player comp to me. Like I always see him as like he's gonna be the next you know great speedy uh, back and stuff like that. Now I don't know. Now you watched him at Penn State. I didn't get that uh, up close view. Now what did you think of him after Saquon left? Like as his style as a player, do you think he can handle the load? Because he is kind of like light, like frame wise, a little bit. So he, I didn't see him in person because he was our senior year, high, like my senior year of high school, right. was his last year okay. at Penn State, I think. Wait, was it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I'm drunk, but yeah. I, I don't think I saw him in person. But um, he had like 1,600 yards or something crazy at Penn State. He had some, un, like look up his run against Michigan State. It was unbelievable in his final year at Penn State. It was amazing. Uh, and, and James Franklin used to give him the rock a good amount of times. Um I think he can do it. That's just um, hopefully Nick Sirianni does too. Yes, yeah. Coming from uh, the Colts, uh, Jonathan Taylor, he got the ball. So let's 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful. Let's so, hope. Let's hope. So big season in store. We hope for Miles Sanders, the Penn State Nittany bias you got there. So <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are going to move on here. Let's see this. We're going to move on to our next segment of the show, which is one of my favorites I wanted to get into with a special guest on the pod. And you were one of the ones that I wanted to get into it with, Jeremy, because I know you have a good knowledge on everything and good, interesting uh, topics and opinions. So we're going to do this segment called Crazy Questions. So I'm going to give you about, about 10 to 15 little small, short questions. Wait, see. you mean Coates' crazy questions? Oh, my God. Yes, triple C. <laughs> <laughs> Triple C, and we put questions with a C too, just because. <laughs> I might say connections, but yeah, I meant questions. Yeah, coach, coach connection questions. <laughs> oh my god! So yes, we are going to do this segment here, and I want to see what you think on it, and we're gonna um we're gonna get it going because you have some uh, interesting opinions. So let's start it off here. How about this one? This was a good one to judge. Is water wet? I love how you said water too, the correct way. The correct, yes. Um, <laughs> so I, I don't think water is wet. No, I think things that are placed in water or have water on them, like and then are taken out, are wet. But I, my roommate Chris has actually said this before. He also went to judge Chris Fisher. Um, he said, when you're in water, you're not wet because you're submerged. But when you go out of water, then you're wet. So we don't, I don't think the water itself is wet. Okay. Okay, yeah. that, and that's coming from you know, like you're you're a scientist too, like you, but you're a space. So <laughs> it's not based on anything scientific. <laughs> I'm let you know. Right that's okay. That's okay. So this is what I always thought. When I always thought was when I was a judge, I'd be like, um, I would say yes because I always remember like being like if I'm like drenched in water, you would say I'm wet. Now you would say that, but that's after you were drenched that you became wet. So I understand your logic, like, you're like, after you get out the water, you're wet, but you're not in the water. Although, I don't know. It's yeah. why it's such a hard, like, discussion, it, like. And I feel like my opinion on this changes. Like, it changes. <laughs> so next time you're in a pool or a tub, you're like, you know what, no, no, I'm wet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll leave it. We'll say, uh, we'll go with yours. We'll go with yours. So we'll say no. 
But it's okay. after you get out. So, all right. So, how about this one? Is hot dog a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay. If it's a it's a piece of meat between two pieces of bread. <laughs> so you're passionate on that one. I see. <laughs> yeah. How about you? What do you think? Um. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely is. Like it doesn't like strike me as like a sandwich, and I can get that like from other people. But yeah, definitely, I think a hot dog is a sandwich. People people call like chicken parm on a piece of like on bread a chicken parm sandwich yeah now is it a panini hot dog yeah. is a sandwich <laughs> i love panini yeah it's a panini I, now now i want a panini is a panini a sandwich or you have to use the panini press yeah. so it's not <laughs> 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 let's see that's a harder question for another day so yes a hot dog is a sandwich i agree all right so how about this one when you go in a pool do you jump in dive in or walk slowly down the ladder to get in. Usually, usually jump, although every once in a while I'll put my foot in first, and if it's really cold, if it's extremely cold, I might just jump in and get it out of the way. Okay. If it's kind of cold, I might just go down the ladder, but it's usually, I'd say like 85% of the time, I jump right in. Okay. Yeah. When I See, I don't know. I feel like as I got older, like this changed, because I always used to just go in the pool, I could care less, but then when I started to like, jump in, like, you know, I'm always one of those kids who always like winds up with water in his ear, and I'm always like shaking it out, get out of my ear, and like, <laughs> you're in the pool, so I'm like, no, so now I just, I've been going in on the ladder, uh, just like walking in, like you do, like put your foot in, like, is it cold? And you, I know you want to get it over with, but sometimes I'm just like, oh my god. It's freezing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, do so you go in the deep end first? Or do you go in the shallow end? But if you jump in, you don't want to <laughs> crack it. Yeah, probably the deep end. The deep yeah. end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I go in the deep end too. Even if I go down the ladder, like real, like gingerly, like a little kid. <laughs> so, yes. So, next question. So, this one's like a beach water question. So, when you go to the beach, do you go far out in the ocean, or do you stay close? Hop the waves like sun, or do you just stay like and just like tan on a chair? What do you do when you go to the beach? So I I have thalassophobia, which is like the fear of the unknown in the ocean. Oh, okay. It's not as like it's not as like bad as it sounds. It's just like right. you're like afraid of like am I stepping on like a shark or something like it's not, like you know something like that. I'm, like you don't know what's under you, so uh, I don't go out very far at all. At all, I'll go to like waist deep and maybe a step or two more. That's about it. Okay. So the megalodons out there, you know, no, no, they were really. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 thank you. Yeah, I agree with that because when I, uh, every time I feel like, you know, especially in the Jersey Shore, they always got all this seaweed. So when I see feel something like that, yeah. like I get like, I don't want no jellyfish on me stinging me or nothing uh, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. But yeah, I don't go too far out either unless like sometimes the waves like carry you in and pull you in and then I'm like, oh my God, I just <laughs> got lifted away. <laughs> but uh, yeah no i feel that yeah but i agree with you and uh and like it sucks because i'd love to like learn how to surf yeah but i i don't want to do it (laughs) i can't (laughs) yeah then if you go up and learn how to surf not only do you have to go out there far but you have to like swim up (laughs) and stay up (laughs) oh no yeah yeah, I don't know. I, I got to get trained one day surfing. Uh, I got to see somebody can train me, but I got to be with somebody, too, because I'm not going by myself out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. So, how about this one? Oh, this one's going to be good for you, Jeremy. For space, uh, let's see. Is the Earth round or flat? <laughs> uh, to, all, to all your viewers and listeners, Everyone listening to this, <laughs> the Earth is not flat. 
End of story. End of story. Close the book. End. Done. <laughs> Done. You. <laughs> The end. So what? So my flat Earth friends that think that uh, when they wake up and look, flat Earth friends. No, but those who listen. Oh, you better reconsider your friends. <laughs> I'm dying. When you, I'm kidding, I'm what, no, what do you what do you explain to people who say when they look up and they get up and they see like a sunrise and they say it looks like the sun's over there. And there's no curve. What do you say? I don't waste my time with those people. It's not worth it because it's like it, it's like a kid re- refusing to believe that two plus two equals four. Oh my God. Like, yes. Like, like it doesn't matter what I tell them because their mind's already made up. Okay. Like I could show them, I, I could take them out to space and turn them around and say, "Look," and they <laughs> say, "Yeah, it looks flat." <laughs> No, there's no point. I just don't waste my time. So you're just like, no, no. End of story. Like, I'm not associating myself with you, flat yeah. earther. Oh, these flat earth people crack me up. So anybody else? watch Bill Nye as a kid. Oh, Bill Nye. <laughs> That's my science guy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. listen to Bill Nye. Listen to Jeremy. The earth is round. Not Okay, how about this one? Okay, now I don't know how uh, well you are off with like TikTok knowledge of TikTokers. Are you good with some of them, like, you know, Addison Ray, Charlie, and all them? Yeah, I think. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, like, your little knowledge like them, like, who's worse, like, as to society? The TikTokers or the Kardashians? Kardashians. Not okay. even close. Okay. Okay. I, I can't stand them. Yeah, I can't stand them, really. Like, when Kylie Jenner said she's a self-made billionaire? Yeah, self-made. Oh, my God. I, oh. Oh my god! Oh, everything that's going on with them too. So yeah, everything with like Kanye and all them. It's funny stuff. Yeah, it's so I know. Funny. They're doing the worst. Oh my goodness! But uh, yeah, and and the TikTokers like, I don't know. I I thought like the like the Kardashians were worse too, but then I don't know. Like I just see these young people like getting like too much influence and stuff. Like, like they're dancing, and they're literally making millions, and they don't. Some of them don't know what to do with the money. Like they just like they're just changing who they are as like a sixteen year old. Like there's just some of them that just like they're getting plastic surgery. You're not wrong at all. Yeah. yeah. I just don't know how positive it is for, like, society. But both of them are hard. <laughs> I don't know. They're not good for yeah. society. Both of them, so. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not... Some of them are nice, but, you know, I like, guess. it'll be a story that Kim Kardashian lost her earring on a vacation <laughs> in the Bahamas. I could care less. It's sad. I could care less. <laughs> what kind of earring was it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I don't know. I don't know if that happened. Honestly. Oh, no. Like, it probably did. That's what, it, that's what it is. It probably did. Yeah. It's just crazy. All right. From Philadelphia. We we call our hoagies hoagies our sandwiches. So, do you like cheesesteaks or hoagies better? Okay, real quick on this. Mm. So my girlfriend lives out by Pittsburgh, right? So we, we, it's like a long distance, right? And she loves Subway. Oh, okay. Like she she loves Subway, and me, my family especially, we hate Subway. Yeah, I'm not a Subway. We hate Subway. <laughs> Subway sucks. <laughs> and she calls them subs as well, which. I can't even discuss. What? Oh my god. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. So it's so the hoagie thing definitely, especially recently, hits different for me. Oh. I, I really have started to appreciate hoagies more because pe- there's people out there who think Subway's good. No. 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 <laughs> the cookies are good. The cookies are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, goodness. But back to the question. 
Sorry, Kelsey, if you're listening. Shout That's out, Kelsey. Right <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely like cheesesteaks more. I, I, I'm a cheesesteak guy through and through. And okay. Steve's Princess Steaks is by far the best cheesesteak. No one can tell me anything different. Okay. I heard that before. My cousins love Steve's. I love Steve's. The thick meat, thick slice steak. I love that one. But uh, I'll tell you what, though. Tony Luke's in South Philly, they make a very good cheesesteak. They make it very As long as they pass and Gino's. Oh, no. Absolutely not. No, no. I tried them, Jeremy, and That's I... That's the tourist oh, cheesesteak. Yes, yes. Especially Pat's. That's just literally like some plain... <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Although, I do have to say, um, right right near, right on Home Circle, like where judges, Cafe Carmelo. I don't know if you've ever been there. I heard of it. The, the, like, they're like a pizza place. Their cheesesteak is very good. Yeah. Very good. Wow, okay. Very good. Okay. And like it's it's so hard to compare it to Steve's because it's so different. It's like not the chopped meat, and it's a seeded uh, roll. But mm. Highly recommend to all the viewers out there, all the listeners. Yeah, Love go to Steve's and Cafe Carmela, and you'll. You'll be a Philadelphian through and through. Yes. Steve, love Steve. And a Cafe Carmel, I heard of it like with the pizza. And I think Barstool Sports went there uh, recently. Yeah, Barstool. They went there, uh, El Presidente. So, you know, <laughs> so you definitely know it's famous and stuff like that. I love the seated rolls. The seated rolls are, are always pretty good. So, yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. love that one. So, got to check that out there. But cheesesteaks, yes, they do rock over hoagies. Not subs at all. Subway, sorry. I don't even think the tuna's real tuna we found out recently. So, <laughs> and, and, Yeah, I, I, I said that to Kelsey. And you know, thank God, Kelsey, she does not call it pop. She still calls oh. it soda. We're good there. Okay. <laughs> I know. Thank God. We're good there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So you got to get her uh, get get her more uh, influence with the Philly lingo once you get, you know, in the next mm-hmm. couple of years. <laughs> it's yeah. good. Now, moving on from cheesesteaks, hoagies, and Subway, let's talk about pizzas. So, what's your favorite pizza topping? Um, probably, there's a, like, it's like a combined topping, I guess. Okay. Chicken, bacon, and ranch. That's a good pizza. Good slice of pizza is chicken, bacon, and ranch. I don't know. It's pretty good. Yeah, I hear that so much. I I heard that. Like, I don't know if it was from you at Judge, but so many people at Judge said that. Like, chicken, bacon, ranch. I never had it, Jeremy. I have to try this. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah you do have to try it. Yeah. It's good. Oh, my gosh. It's very good. Yeah. I, well, see, when I was growing up, like, all we had was pepperoni. That was, like, the basic, like, thing. Pepperoni was ours thing. But then I started getting bacon on. Bacon was, was always a new thing. And uh, what was the other one? Like... Uh, uh, green peppers, sweet peppers, and white pizza. I do like white pizza, like broccoli pizza and Spanish white pizza. I love what. Okay, this is a quick question. Have you ever heard of the amusement park Knobles? Yes, up yeah, up north. I, yeah. W- I used to go with my, my family. It used to be like a summer trip to Knobles every time, and their white pizza with broccoli on it was. I I would drive right now if that meant I could get this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so good. I miss that place, man. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, well, you're not too far from there, right? I mean, I don't know where Penn is. Oh, it, uh, it's a couple I don't think I'm... Uh, it's probably over two and a half hours. Okay, okay. About the same uh, length uh, as... I could be wrong. Yeah. I don't know what direction, but... Okay, I have to go to Knobles then. Now that gives me an excuse to go there, because I only went there like a couple times as a kid, so I gotta go back and get the white pizza. <laughs> I, I, I miss that place. Good yeah, place. Yeah, it is a good place. It's a great little park there. So, but, um, so how about pineapples on pizza? Yeah, your name. So I love pineapple. Okay. And I love pizza. Okay. I just don't know if I would ever try it. Like, I just don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's meant to like be together. And like, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. Like, maybe one day I will try it. 
Because, like, recently in the past six months, I've, I've really tried spices, like, a lot. I used to not even be able to eat a mild wing. Oh. But, like, I've been a spice guy. Like, I'm, I eat some hot stuff now. But, so maybe I will try pineapple on pizza. I don't know. Like that hot sauce I gave you. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, it, like if, if this was the last year for Don, yeah. I probably, that would have... I would have really done some damage. Oh man, <laughs> that hot sauce. Oh, but because I can take spice now, I like build up my tolerance. And I, I, I got it right here. Hey, you want to drink some now? This one <laughs> hot one, Kevin Hart. This gave Kevin Hart fits. Oh, did okay. Okay, good. so it's a famous one. See now, now I, I feel know what hot ones. <laughs> now I feel bad for making my hurt your tongue more. <laughs> Kevin Hart called it the uh, the E sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart's awesome, by the way. He's like he's a great shout yeah. out to Kevin Hart. Um, but yeah, so pineapple and pizza. I always had pineapple and pizza um, as a kid. Like my mom loved pineapple and pizza. Really? Yeah, she loved it. Like that was just like that was we were getting like because my dad never did, so we would get like half like you know the pi- pepperoni and half just pineapple because she loved pineapple. And I kind of like grew a tolerance to it. But now I'm kind of getting tired of it. But if you gave me a slice with pineapple, I'd be like, okay, like I understand like the sweet and stuff. Yeah. How is it? Like, what does it taste like? It's interesting. So it it like makes the cheese like I don't know. It makes the cheese like different. Like if if you know what I mean. Like you know how pepperoni is like a real greasy like type cheese. It makes the cheese more harder. So it's like, but it's like sweet and like the uh, it, it just blends. I think with the tomato sauce for me at least. It blends with the tomato sauce. Like I, I think I'll eventually try it. I just like I don't even know where I'd get it up here anyway. Yeah. Maybe one. I'll I'll, I'll try it eventually. I'll let you know how it. I'll go how it goes. Yes, I can't wait. And you know where I always used to try it at the most? That's This is where I always used to get it, because my mom always took us to Chuck E. Cheese when my dad had work. Um, it was Chuck E. Cheese. So that's where I always used to get my apple pizza. Their pizza's terrible. <laughs> on occasion, on occasion. Do you know what they did? Yeah. Do you know what they did when, um, like when quarantine started? No. Did you hear what Chuck E. Cheese did? So, um... Once everyone started using, like, the apps and stuff to order food, like, to their house, like, during quarantine, like, Grubhub and stuff like that, um, Chuck E. Cheese changed their name on Grubhub to, I don't know if it was, like, El Pascarillo or something like that, because Pascarillo, it's something with a P, I think, because it's, like, one of Chuck E. Cheese's, like, mouse or rat friends or whatever, it's the name. So, and people thought it was a new pizza place, because, like, it sounds like a pizza place. Yeah. And people bought it on Grubhub because, like, oh, this is this new place. And they got Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. I actually, during the quarantine, we ordered from Chuck E. Cheese, like, twice. And we got our tickets. They give you tickets with your pizza stuff. <laughs> See, I just the, the nostalgia for me with Chuck E. Cheese pizza, like that—that's just why I would eat Chuck E. Cheese pizza. It's, now it's not the same. It's not the same as it used to be. It used to be different. I also heard that Chuck E. Cheese will like. Let's say they have three pies made, right? Like right now they have three pies made, and yeah. I go up and ask for two slices. So they'll pull two from one, and then um, let's say you call and order a full pizza. Yeah. We'll take two pieces from one of the other pizzas, <sighs> and put them together with that pizza that I just took from. And, like, so you'll get your pizza, like, that's from different things in your box. I could see that. Because they it always is, is like, a dry, like, right now, it's, like, always, like, a cold pizza. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. You will never catch me eating that. <laughs> yeah, even if it's Cafe Pasquello's. I thought that was Italian for some, some mouse or something. 
Yeah, it's like one of Chucky's friends, but I can't believe they did that. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's crazy. Do anything for the for the money, for the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> for the cheddar. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. All right, well, let's move on from pizza to the um. So some movies. So what's your favorite movie? Probably Goodwill Hunting. That's very random. I don't know if you've ever heard of that movie, okay. but it's probably my favorite movie of all time. I have to see that. I have not seen that. So it's it's a '90s movie with Matt Damon, right? Okay. This is like the ner- this is like the nerd in me, um, and he is the janitor at Harvard. Um, like I think yeah, it's at Harvard because it's in Boston. And there's a cl- I forget what class is, but there's a class going on at Harvard, and they have a chalkboard like right outside the class, and the professor challenges the students with a problem, and it should take them like two months to solve it. So like it's just out there, and like if someone solves it in two months, great. And then this janitor saw like is cleaning the school after hours and just solves it right away like like that so they and they go into the class like who solved this problem and like no one raised their hand and eventually they find out it was the janitor because they put up another problem that took four years or something to solve and he solved it again right away and they find they found out it was this janitor but it turns out he has a lot like anger issues and like he gets into trouble and he goes to jail because like he beats someone up um and it and the whole movie is him dealing with his smarts and then he has to go to counseling with Robin Williams and his counselor. Oh, Robin Williams, love Robin. <laughs> it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah, I gotta see it. So what were the problems he was working on? Was it math or was it uh calculations for his building in space? Like, I, I, I forget if it was math or physics. Okay. Something like that. Like um but it, it's a really good movie actually. Yeah, yeah, I gotta check that definitely out. Definitely different. Definitely yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Especially because they're in Boston, they curse a lot, uh, <laughs> and it's so it's so funny to hear the accents oh, the of ca- Boston. The car, right? Get the keys in the car. Yeah, yeah. But it is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, I definitely gotta check that out. I was just gonna say, I will say, okay. a tie is Top Gun. I don't know if you've ever seen Top Gun. <gasps> oh, I have not. With Tom Cruise. I get, no, That's I an eighties movie. movie. Top Gun. I know. I, my like, dad talks about that one. Yeah. It's um. Uh, wait, what'd you say? I said my dad usually talks. About, he talks sometimes about like that one. So what was what was that one about? Like, Top Gun is with uh, Tom Cruise in the eighties, uh-huh. and it's about the uh, Navy's like best pilots, uh-huh. and it's just a great movie. Okay. Great movie. All right, well, you're adding more into my list to watch when I get free time when I'm not on Zoom classes. You ever, at 20- you ever hear the song "Highway to the Danger Zone"? Yes. Uh, that's from Top Gun. The- yeah, now I know my song I'm going to put for the outro to uh, this episode, Jimmy. Thank you for giving <laughs> <Yeah>. it to me. <laughs> uh, and, like, the, the phrase, I feel the need, the need for speed, that came from Top Gun. Oh, my gosh. That, that's, uh, see, I'm missing out. So I know these movie terms and lingo, but I got to go get to watch the movies. Uh, you know, my... I, I guess I'm an older movies guy. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> what about... Uh... What about this year? I mean, excuse me. This, uh, these movies uh, in these years that we're living in. How about the Avengers? You like them, Marvel movies? I love them. I, this, okay. I actually was very late to the party, though. I okay. I watched all the Marvel movies this past summer. Like I've seen oh. some of them, but I watched the, everything like twenty hour twenty some movies it is during the summer, like in like a week. Phenomenal. Binging, binging. I see. That's uh, some high level binging right there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 Avengers were always my favorite movie because, because I, because just because I grew up with them. Because like you know, 2012 mm-hmm. started it off when I was in grade school and just built up until senior year when I graduated. The Eagles won the Super Bowl and Avengers Endgame came out. I always remember. 
you know, that, you know, part of my life and stuff like that. So that mm-hmm. was a, yeah, they're pretty fun movies. Now, did you see Endgame? Did you see Endgame? Absolutely, yeah. Did it give you chills at the end? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Even though I knew what was, I knew what was going to happen already. Yes. Yeah, because like uh, it was, it's, it was twenty twenty. Like who doesn't know what happens in Endgame? Right. But yeah, like you, there's nothing that can prepare you for that. Did Justin spoil it for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's never watched Marvel. Oh he's my god. Trying, he just can't. He's not a movie. Okay. He's not really a movie watcher to be honest. With you. He yeah. fell asleep trying to watch Iron Man. Uh oh. Okay. Okay. Well, it was like the uh, in- it was the journey story. That was the uh, that's the first one. But but okay. I'll give him a pass on that. Yeah, we'll give him a pass. Okay. But yeah, yeah. That's always uh, that's always been something there. And I know like when we were in the movies and saw Endgame, that was when I got the chills. Like like the uh, reaction. What, yeah. That's what I'm sad about. I wish I saw those movies in the theaters and not like in my room. Yeah. Like, I don't know. There's there's nothing like seeing like. A Star Wars movie, for example, in the theater, yeah, like it's just it's different than when you watch it like at home. Yeah, and I'm, it's the same with Marvel. Cause like I, my favorite superhero is probably Spider Man. So like usually all those I'll see in theaters. Yeah, that's a good one. Tom Holland's a great Spider Man too, by the way. He's a mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Player. Okay, who's the best Spider Man? I think. Oh, Tom Holland. So here's my view. Okay. I think, I think Tobey Maguire was the best Peter Parker. Okay. Yeah, nerdy. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man had the best action scenes as Spider-Man. Okay. And, and I think Tom Holland is the best of both, like okay. Peter Parker and Spider-Man. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. It's crazy to think he's like an older man, too. Like, he's like older than us. Like, he just looks like a kid. There's rumors that in the new Spider-Man movie coming out, it'll be all three of them. <gasps> I heard that, and, and I can't Spider-verse. wait. And um, uh, Miles Morales, I think, too. Really? Okay. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I heard that because Tobey Maguire, like you know, we grew up on him, like seeing Spider Man. He was a great Spider Man. Like he got older looking as, as like the third Spider Man, but he was. Good. It wouldn't matter. No, it wouldn't matter yeah. even if he looks old. It, it'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what? What's your um favorite like Marvel movie? Ooh, this is so it changed differently. Like I'm not. I'm just gonna leave out the Avengers ones because I love all the Avengers ones. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Doctor Strange. Like I didn't think this was gonna be great, but but I really love like Doctor Strange. Like every time I watch it, like I could put that on like right now. Like it was just a great movie. Like I would never Dude, think. I didn't. I wouldn't say that I didn't like Doctor Strange, but I like the other movies more. Okay. Okay. Which is interesting. I, the only reason is I just feel like Doctor Strange was so out of place. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They tried to rush it to get it. The- <laughs> they did. They, they did, did. Yeah. But it was pretty good. Like he, like the story's good. Yeah, yeah. I thought his character, like I like the character part. Like it was just something weird. Like every time it comes on, I'm like, well, how come this one I could like just watch over and over again? But sometimes I like with some of the other ones, I'm like, ah, I'll wait and you know, wait it out and stuff like that. I also mm-hmm. love the Hulk, but they also did him so wrong by not giving like the Hulk like movies like standalone. <laughs> you know. I what know. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I say, I say that my favorite is the first or the winter soldier captain america one movie action scene like when i watched that i was like oh and you find out bucky is the winter soldier yes what a movie that is such a good movie all the captain america like i could i could turn that on right now yeah yeah (laughs) you should like watch it yeah that's always on too like fx i i love watching like the winter soldier or civil war civil war is a good one too yeah it's chris's favorite is it really? Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome one. So, all the Avengers movies are great. Um, glad you got into it now. Better late than never. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. So, last couple of questions here. What do you call a GIF? All right, I, I want to yeah. say G-I-F. GIF. 
Okay, you said I a gift. I call it a gift, yeah. I call it a gift, too. Because if you call it a gift, that's a present. So you have to leave out the T and just say gift. Not GIF. It's not Jiffy yeah, Pop. Or... Exactly. GIF <laughs> exactly. cool. is like peanut butter. Yes. Jiffy <laughs> peanut butter spread. Yes. Thank you for being with me on that one. Okay. Now, how about this one? How... So what do you guys do? What do you celebrate? How do you celebrate St. Patrick's Day in the Tobin family? What have you always done? Just, oh, well. I don't know. Um, so... In the past like five plus years, we really have not done much, if at all. But mm-hmm. when my sit, like when we were younger, my sister used to Irish dance, oh. so she used to be in the same uh, St. Patty's Day parade in oh. Philly. And uh, I, when when I was there as a kid, watching her, we I, I high five Mayor Michael Nutter's hand. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah so that's wow. my highlight on St. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Hey, you'd be like, I knew a mayor, so so that's that's your St. Patrick's Day. I was lucky; I got to meet the mayor. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome though. Yeah, the Mayfair parade's always awesome. Like we always, I said we used to go see that like when I was like really young, but we just and we stopped going to that. But what we usually do on St. Patrick's Day is to, it's so funny, it's so funny because my family is like in a variety of cultures. Like I'm half Irish, half African American, and we have like aunts who are like Italian. Like we just have so many like different mix of cultures. So what we usually do is we get all our mixed of cultures together, and because most of my a lot of my family is Irish, we have this Irish party um, for the Haggerties. That's our Haggerty side, and we have meatball. Because our aunt, who's married to the Irish one, is Italian, so we eat meatballs and all this Italian food on <laughs> St. <we'll see> Patrick's <laughs> Day. <laughs> That's our tradition. Yeah, yeah. That's so, great. Yeah, it's it's good meatballs too, Jeremy. Like I don't know, <laughs> you get some meatballs. You want, you want some meatballs? I can give you some virtual meatballs. They're not the same. Then okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's just always been strange to me. But I love St. Patrick's Day. I come with a beard. I come prepare it my uh, red beard and hat, and I love it. Yeah. I used to have a beard that when I went when I high five uh, Michael Nutter, I was wearing my beard and hat. Hey, probably was the same one. Was it like a nice little orange beard, with a little like clip on a thing? It was, it <laughs> was connected to the hat. Yeah, like, put the hat on like that. Yeah, yeah, see, we were twinning. We just didn't know where we were, but we were twinning. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Love that hat. Yeah. St. Patrick's Day. Pretty great holiday for uh, what it is. All right. So, yeah. last question. Here we go. It's a good one. I just found this one out of nowhere. So, <laughs> I pulled it out of, okay. out of the, uh, the the sewer, let's say. So, uh, how about this one? Is cereal soup? No. I don't know if I have a reason. Okay. But I just don't think it is. I don't know. Like... When I make soup and when I make cereal, I just, it's two different experiences. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. What, is your, what do you think? Oh my god! So because I just found this question, I saw the both. I saw both lanes. So what I saw was with the soup part. I said, okay, so it is components like inside like a watery substance. It's solid stuff like pasta or like the grains of cereal in like a water or something else. But then I also said, well, milk's not a broth. Like with a broth, you have to like mix it. So I. I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. It's soupy, but it's not soup. <laughs> and like, not all soups are like like. There's some really thick soups, like cereal. And, like milk isn't like that thick. Like some of them are like lumps, like of things, like chicken or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, like I said, I don't know if I have a reason, but it's not <laughs> right. And some soup is not like like tomato soup. Don't have stuff in it. It's just you know just soup. Like you can't have cereal. That's I mean oatmeal, but that's not. Oatmeal's not that's, cereal. I don't think that's cereal either. No. I hear it's like hot cereal. That's what you always hear at the hotels. Hot cereal. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god i don't know that this is some crazy questions but you know what maybe next time you come on we'll have more for you jeremy because yeah. because we got to get more of these crazy questions because you have given me some good insight to some of them i will be watching and putting on my list goodwill hunting top gun and the, the song danger zone will be in there and i want you to try uh pineapple pizza <laughs> one of these i things. will okay as soon as i can okay awesome and maybe get it at chuck e cheese no you don't have to <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So yes, Jeremy, we would love to have you back on soon. Like I said, hopefully we'll see what's going on and maybe we'll do uh, closer to the NFL draft. Maybe we'll have something because I know that you're excited for that and see what the heck we do and blow up our minds again. So we'll see. I don't know if you want me on after the draft, depending on how it goes. When Mac Jones gets picked, I want you to be there with me to help me cope. (laughs) Oh my God. No. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. But, yeah, we'll see what happens in the future. But thank you so much for joining the show today. We thank Jeremy for coming on to the Coats Connections podcast today and sharing all his wonderful insights. And we said we hope to have him back soon. And as we said on our show previously, which Jeremy didn't hear because this is recorded ahead of time, but he will hear that our big announcement with Maggie uh, Tyndall last week was that we are going to have a March Madness bracket opening up for March Madness sponsored by the Coats Connections podcast. And half of the proceeds will go to mental health research and and, and mental health um, accommodations and therapy. So the other half will go to the winner and we will also be giving out a signed basketball from Kevin Durant. So get in those brackets. They are five a bracket we will have the official announcement on our socials pages so get that in there and uh that will be awesome as well so we hope to see you next week and we find as we go and search and find another special guest for next week's pod and thank you for joining us this week all right so we're gonna we're gonna drop out like we do every week with a mic drop bam <laughs>